Let's talk about fighting cancer because fighting cancer and all the research that goes into that is branching into some really amazing territory these days. I mean, we look everywhere for clues on how to fight this deadly disease. We even apparently look to ancient viruses. So how could that work? How could an ancient virus help us do that? Well, guess what? Someone is studying that. And Katie Enfield is the study lead and training fellow at the Francis Crick Institute's Cancer Evolution and Genome Instability Laboratory and joins us now. Katie, thank you for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Now, this sounds like fascinating work. First of all, why, why look at ancient viruses? Well, it's kind of how the research took us there. Um, it's not something I was expecting initially, but we have some fantastic collaborators, and that's their area of expertise. Okay, so what did you see that made you think, okay, this is <clears throat> promising? Right. Well, eventually, sorry, we, we first started, we noticed a type of immune cell called a B cell clustering around lung tumors in patients. And we were able to make a connection between these clusters and patient survival. And B cells are actually a part of the immune system that produces antibodies. So we typically think of them as fighting infections um, rather than cancer necessarily. And we were surprised to find that in some lung cancer patients, the target of these antibodies were fragments of ancient viruses that have kind of woken up in cancer cells. Okay, what kind of ancient viruses are we talking about here? Right, well, they're just called um, endogenous retroviruses. So these are remnants of infections that happened tens of thousands or even millions of years ago that managed to slip a copy of their genetic material into our ancestors' DNA. And now they've kind of degraded over time. They're no longer to produce a whole virus, and in normal cells, they're not really expressed and kind of hide in our DNA. But in the chaos of cancer cells, when they're growing uncontrollably, some of these viral fragments wake up and get expressed. And this actually tricks the immune system into attacking the cancer cells because it mimics a viral infection. Okay, this is wild. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. It's crazy. It is crazy because <clears throat> I'm thinking, how did, how did you identify these ancient viruses? Like, did you have to wait until cancer was attacking and then go, wait a minute, what is this? Where did this come from? Well, we actually, we first identified it um, using um, our experimental model, um, using kind of a screening approach. Um, Apparently, this is kind of something that often happens in um, kind of mouse tumors that we use to study cancer. And then we just checked for these same types of things in human patients, and we were surprised to find that we were able to detect them. All right. So then at that point you go, okay, this is promising. What are the next steps? Right. So I guess we're very excited about this fighting and very surprised. Um, So I guess the next steps are kind of, you know, what are we going to do moving forward? So I guess there's two things that are important for um, thinking about revolutionizing cancer treatment. So first of all, we found that um, patients with the antibodies that target these ancient viral fragments responded better to immunotherapy. Um, so again, this is highlighting B cells and the antibody response and how important it is um, for patient survival. So we're, we can try to find ways to boost this response. And then the other thing, I guess, is this enticing thought that um, because antibody responses are boosted by vaccination, there's a the potential that vaccines could be developed against these ancient viral fragments, either as a cancer treatment or maybe even down the line as cancer prevention. Okay, so what do these little bits of the viruses tell us? Like, what were these viruses like? Um, so I think there's some research to say what they used to do. And it's actually kind of um, fascinating that based on, um, you know, kind of comparing what we know 
to other retroviruses. They may have even caused cancer in our ancestors millions of years ago. So it's kind of an interesting loop that now we may be able to use them to fight cancer. Right. So does this show us how the body adapted? Well, I guess it's just kind of a natural part of um, evolution. So I guess they haven't really adapted. It's just kind of a, a coincidence in a way. In what way? What do you mean? So they infected us a long time ago and then integrated into our genome. And then over time, they've kind of just been, um, there have been mutations and, and rearrangements in the DNA. So they, they don't become infectious anymore. They're just kind of, we actually used to think of this, these bits of DNA as kind of junk, maybe not doing anything. And to be fair, in a normal circumstance, they're not really doing very much and they certainly can't reinfect cells, but um, some remnants of them do remain and just kind of get re-expressed re re when, when people have cancer sometimes. Oh my goodness. The body is an amazing thing, isn't it, Katie? Because yeah. we, here were these little bits of DNA that we thought, oh, they're just lying around, but that's not how it works. It sounds like everything is useful. We just don't know how or when it's useful. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So what do you, what do you, where do you take this from here? Right, so we're going to follow this up in more of our preclinical models, and we're also going to look in more patients that receive immunotherapy to better understand this response. You know, um, there's other patient populations, other cancer types, because we've just been looking at lung cancer. So we'll just definitely be following this up in other cancer types to see how widely applicable it is. Is this why there's so much study of ancient viruses too, Katie? Like not just the ones that you see in the DNA, but I know there's a curiosity too about what we can find even through archaeology, right? Ancient viruses. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not too up on that research, to be honest. But, it's but still we're always learning from the past yeah, yeah. to inform what's happening now. It is so fascinating. Katie, thank you so much for your time on that. Thank you so much. That is Katie Enfield, who's the study lead and postdoctoral training fellow at the Francis Crick Institute's Cancer Evolution and Genome Instability Laboratory. I know, long name, but still fascinating work that they are doing there. Essentially, they find these little bits of ancient viruses in our DNA, thought that they were, I don't know, dormant, useless, whatever, just remnants sitting there. And it turns out, no, that there are certain circumstances where those things kick into gear. And now they think those remnants of ancient viruses in our DNA might actually help us fight things like lung cancer. The body's DNA is constantly amazing, isn't it?